Hi, I'm Ray Keating, and this is Free Enterprise in three minutes. In this 184th episode, we're going to continue with an economic history lesson, in particular, economic policymaking in the 1920s. As noted in a previous episode, President Woodrow Wilson left behind one of the worst economies on record, really, and Warren Harding was elected president with Calvin Coolidge as his vice presidential running mate in 1920. They won on a pledge to, quote, return to normalcy, close quote. So what did that mean? What did Harding and Coolidge do? The primary thrust was pushing Congress to reduce federal spending and to provide federal tax relief, and both to rather dramatic degrees. Now, on spending, economic historian Amity Schles, she's wonderful, read her books, and by the way, this came from, I believe, a speech at Hillsdale College. Uh, Amity Schles pointed out the following, quote, one of Harding's first steps was to shepherd through Congress the Budget and Accounting Act of 1921, under which the executive branch gained authority over and took responsibility for the budget, even to the point of being able to impound money after it was budgeted. This legislation also gave the executive branch a special budget bureau, the forerunner to today's Office of Management and Budget, over which Harding named a flamboyant Brigadier General Charles Dawes as director. Together, they proceeded to summon department staff and their bosses, I love this, to semi-annual meetings at Continental Hall, where Dawes cajoled and shamed them into making spending cuts. Um, Schles goes on to say, The Budget and Accounting Act of 1921 provided a means for Harding and Coolidge to control the budget and the nation's debt, and at the same time gave the people the ability to hold someone responsible. Close quote. Now, Harding also pushed an an initial tax cut through Congress with the top personal tax rate reduced to 58% in 1922, and after Harding's death in 1923, President Coolidge continued with this agenda of reducing taxes and reining in the size of government. So Harding and Coolidge, along with, by the way, Treasury Secretary Andrew Mellon, they didn't get everything they wanted from Congress, but what was achieved was, quite frankly, monumental. For example, from 1921 to 25, the top personal income tax rate was cut from 73% to 25%, with the lowest rate cut from 4% to 1.125%. There was more. A much lower capital gains tax was implemented. So the top individual capital gains tax rate plummeted from 73% in 1921 to 12.5% in 1922. On the spending front, wartime expenditures registered um, $18.5 billion in 1919 and subsequently fell to $5.1 billion in 1921. But spending, get this, continued to decline, hitting $2.86 billion in 1927. When Coolidge left office in 1929, federal outlays stood at $3.1 billion, which was down by, down by 38% compared to when Harding Coolidge entered office. The results, we're going to take a look at those in the next episode. Thanks for listening. By the way, please pick up the paperback, hardcover, or Kindle edition of my book, The Weekly Economist, 52 Quick Reads to help you think like an economist, perhaps buy copies for others, especially high school and college students. 
Like and follow us on Facebook at Free Enterprise Economics and on Twitter at Free Enterprise 7. And please subscribe to the Free Enterprise in the 3 Minutes podcast. Take care, and hey, think more like an economist.